welcome back to Freedom Junkie Radio. Freedom Junkies, it's great to have you back. Little evening interview this evening. Second Amendment, but not what you think. Tonight, I've got Rick Light with me. And Rick Light knows more about the Second Amendment than most people do. He knows about the part that says the well-regulated militia being necessary to a free state part shall not be infringed. And so Rick is pretty much an expert on militias and starting militias. So tonight we're going to dispel some of the myths about militias and, and, and find out how you can start one and how important they are and why on earth they've become a dirty word. I don't know, but Rick can explain. So glad to have you, Rick. Thanks for being here. Oh, thanks for having me on, Betsy. Appreciate it. Well, uh, I love to reach out and, and educate people further about their Second Amendment because most people you ask, what's the Second Amendment? They'll say it's the right to keep and bear arms. And I say you're halfway there. Right, right. So go ahead. Recite the Second Amendment for us, Rick. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Very good. Uh, so um, why do, is it you think, well, I think I know, but what? why do you think that militias are something that people keep, like if, if people are in a militia, they don't want anyone to know. They're like, oh yeah, I'm in the militia, but I don't tell anybody. It's like, why? why do you think that is? Well, that's got two layers. First layer is, is our government does not like that part of the Second Amendment. Matter of fact, they don't like any of the Second Amendment. There's a lot of them that we know would love to put that militia thing to bed. They tell everybody that you're a terrorist or something like that if you decide you want to belong to a militia. Um, so basically, it's government not wanting to relinquish power, which we know they have a bad habit of that. The second layer would be the people itself. Uh, the militia movement and its past has tra attracted some pretty uh, hateful people. That's how I put it, just hateful. They're angry and mad. I understand why. But instead of looking for the positive outlet and looking back for to our traditional uh setups for militia they seem to think it's a mechanism for war with the government well i have a big problem with that and always have and i'll tell you why elected officials are not your government they're not the constitution is your government i have sworn an oath to defend that constitution even from our elected officials if need be and that's what people need to understand about the difference of, well, if I get involved with the militia, is it going to be a hateful thing that I'm going to be secretly arming myself and me and my buddies are going to be planning guerrilla warfare in the woods uh, and just keep going on down the line with a bunch of negativity? That's not going to attract anybody. But if you go back to our history and tradition, militias were built out of love. They were built out of love of community, love for fellow man. We didn't want to fight anybody. We just were ready in case, well, our communities were invaded by Indians. Um, 
just bad people in general. It's uh, throughout history, you know, we've had a problem with uh, different entities wanting to come in and, and rummage and pillaging our communities. And we came up with this way of getting volunteers within the community to arm themselves to be ready for that. So basically that's the cusp of it is militia should be built out of love for community, country, state. That's the biggest thing I can say. And if you build them like that, there's nothing to be afraid of. Right, so I heard you speak on this topic and that's why I've got you on the show so that you can educate more right. people about this. And um, one of the things that interested me about the, your take on militias is that I hadn't really thought of was that y'all train for all kinds of things. You train for natural disasters, emergency situations. Give me an example, like tell me everything that you train for aside from like arms training and being ready to take up arms. Well, the militias that I've helped set up here in Texas, which are in three counties now, Edwards, Leon, and Lano, they all train to back to be uh, multi force for like fire department, uh, EMS, emergency metal, um, search and rescue, uh, and even the police officers, the police themselves. And sometimes that'll call for arms, especially when your sheriff calls upon you uh, to well look out after things. You might have to present some help with security on things. So that might mean that you might have to have arms. Uh, most of the time we don't. I'll give you an example. The Lano County Sheriff, when all our monuments were being threatened here in Lano County, which we got some pretty nice monuments here in Lano County Courthouse, uh, World War One Veterans Monument. There's also a Confederate mon monument there and they were threatened. So the sheriff called on us so he could keep his deputies busy doing what deputies do instead of having them there sitting and watching the monuments 24-7. He left that to us. So we went up there and believe it or not, we didn't even have or show visible weapons. Now, some people had their sidearms on them concealed. Uh, we didn't want people to know we were armed. I mean, Lano is a pretty laid back place. We didn't want people running around going, well, why is those guys looking like soldiers with their guns strapped on their back um, sitting around at the courthouse? So we just look like, well, like I am now. I got a regular shirt on. Uh, of course, I got my militia cap on. And, well, we just kept an eye on the monument so nothing happened to them. And if something would have happened to them, we would have called the sheriff to get the deputies over there to take care of business. So now, we would have detained. We can detain the problem. But we don't have the power for arrest. That's where a deputy has to be there. Okay, so you being just a regular citizen, I didn't give you much of an introduction. Your introduction was you're pretty much an expert on militias and, and starting militias and educating people about militias and other things. You know a lot about I, our constitution and our government and our uh, the, what our government should be and, and the, the, the missteps that we've taken. Um, so as an expert in this, because you've started three militias, but I mean, as an introduction to yourself, you, you really, you just have a, a job, you, you work, you yep. are a citizen of this country, but you spend a good amount of your time and your resources giving back to the community in this way, in a protective way, which yep. you like to share with others. So 
um, with no further ado, how do people go about starting a militia and why should they? Well, here again, look at how crime's ramping up in the United States. Uh, defund the police. I can just keep going on and on. Right now, you've got a situation over there in Austin where you have a Soros-planted prosecutor ready to destroy 15 police officers' lives because they'd done their job during a riot. That's simple. They just did their job when they were during a riot. Yeah, I'm sure people in Austin, if they're listening to this, goes, yeah, he's right. There was riots in Austin. I would hope that the people of Travis County will stand up and tell that prosecutor, no, you're not going to do that to our police officers. Them police officers were hired to go in there and suppress that riot. And I seen that riot with my own eyes. It was horrible. And I know some people got hurt during that riot by the police. And this is what I want to tell folks. If you don't want to get hurt by police and there's a riot, then take your butt home. Get out of the riot. You don't need to be in it. And if you're involved with it, you've asked for everything you've got. So I would hope that Travis County, you listen to me. You go back those police officers up and don't you dare let that doggone prosecutor, that little commie prosecutor, destroy them men's lives. They're not only going to destroy their lives, but what about their families, their children? It really upsets me that that stuff like that. The other thing is, it, it, that's going to make police officers step back and, and be timid about doing their jobs in the future. Other, you know, it sets an example. Yeah, then what's to protect you? What is there left to protect you? Right. That was the function of militia all along, was to protect the community, to be a force multiplier in your community. If there is a fire raging out of control, militia members should be trained to go in and assist the fire department deal with that fire. If there's, um, oh shoot, uh, let's say a tornado hit. We know this happens every year. We see the destruction of, of mother nature herself. And sometimes these communities are overwhelmed from the damage. It's just massive. I know I've been to a few of them and I've had to be a part of search and rescue and digging people out of debris and their pets out of debris and you name it, it's, it's not a pleasant thing, but I want everybody to think instead of the community, the sheriff, the mayors, all them having to reach outside to bring help in, think of the glory of having the help already there. They haven't got to do that. They've got volunteers that's going to come in and assist the sheriff, the fire department, uh, emergency medical, you name it, they're going to be there to help provide for those people that are in charge of that destruction. So best case scenario I can I can think of. It's sad that the government has led a few people throughout time kind of present a horrible face on one of the most, I would say, sufficient rights that we've ever had. You know, first being the First Amendment, we see that that's under attack. I mean, take me for instance, I've been knocked off Facebook, not because I broke the rules, it's because, well, I set up militias. 
I must be pretty good at it if Facebook don't want me around. I wear that as a badge of honor. But it's things like that that I would suggest people would avoid. If you're going to set up a militia, do it out of love for your community. Don't do it because you're mad, you're angry, things ain't going right for you politically. That ain't the way to handle things. We want this right to shine. We want to bring it back to its full understanding where it's taught in school what a militia really is instead of this horse pucky that elected officials want to throw at everybody and feed it into the media and then get the media to do the fr frenzy because a few idiots get involved. Well, the other thing is should, a few idiots. the militias should cross the aisle. Every American should want to be in a militia regardless of your politics. Am I right? Exactly. Politics should stay out of the militia. So, There's no for it. so if someone listening to this is thinking, I wonder if there's a militia around me, how do you find out? Sometimes that's kind of hard because a lot of them, like you say, they don't want to come forward. They're afraid they'll be targeted by the federal government. The only problem I have with that is, is, well, what are you doing to make you afraid of the federal government? Uh, let me get into a little more history because it's some people say, well, he set up three militias. Now, that's not exactly correct. I've been in the militia movement since 1993. I've set up thousands of militias, thousands of them. I created a website in 2006 called the Well-Regulated American Militias, and it helped set up a lot of militias across the United States, enough to where it made me the subject of Congress and the Senate. I'm, they've never bothered me. Uh, yes, I've had the FBI come and we've had some we've had some sit downs and talks. But I think even the FBI agents I talk to would tell anybody if there's going to be militias around. Thank pray God that they'll be on the direction Rick wants to take them, because Rick's got the right idea. I don't break the law. I don't do anything that I got to worry about a federal agent coming to my house handcuffing me, taking me off. I stand firm on my beliefs and, and, and all my, my rights. And that's what I want everybody else to do. Look, as long as you're playing everything straight and fair, you're not going to have to worry about anything. You just got to do everything right. Okay. You so can't be sitting there not letting people come in that, well, want to instigate problems things like that, keep clear of those folks. Everything will be all right. So it, you may not be able to find out if there's a militia near you, but that doesn't mean you, there can't be, there in, in one county, there could be um, many militias because a militia can be community oriented. It can be your neighbors. Yep. It could be uh, county oriented. It could, it could draw from as far or as near as it, as it draws. So someone could, who's interested in starting a militia, what, what are their first steps and how do they do? Well, first off, my advice would be to get with the sheriff or get a group of people together, good people in your community. Sheriffs usually, um, especially in rural areas, I don't know about the urban areas so much. I haven't been a city boy. Uh, I imagine the city areas would be a little harder than the rural, but usually in rural areas, the sheriff knows who, who everybody is. So if you get the right people to get on board with you and you have a meeting with the sheriff and you just tell the sheriff, hey, look, 
we want to train to be force multipliers. So that way, Sheriff, if we get tornadoes, fires, um, something happens where a gang comes in and starts to do things wrong, you feel like you're overwhelmed with anything. Well, we want to provide the volunteers to be able to back you up and the county commissioners up and, well, anything that might come our way. So have you had good experience with the sheriffs? Uh, pretty much so. You're always going to have some. I think you'd have a problem in Travis County. We all know that that sheriff tends to uh, lean outside the Constitution. I uh, hope maybe one day she might find her way to, uh, maybe she'll see this video and get to thinking about it and say, you know what, that man's right. It sure would be nice to have a bunch of um, community-loving volunteers to come in and give us a hand here and there when we're feeling overwhelmed and we know our budget is stretched. Um, everything we do is out of our own pocket. We do a fundraisers uh, for any kind of money we might need for group activities. Uh, an example, we like to take a big old barbecue pit and cook a bunch of stuff up and we'll advertise it like two weeks before time and we'll tell anybody, you come and you see us and you donate, we're not going to tell you how much you got to donate, but if you'll come and donate to support us, we'll give you a nice plate of food. And it works. A lot of people come to those events when we have them and they help us out. So that way, when we get into functions, like we had a back to blue function uh, last spring and it was kind of hard to pull it off because we had really short notice. We had like 45 days to pull this off, but we pulled it off. We got a big cooking contest together. A bunch of people brought their barbecue pits in and it was all for the sheriff's department and Atlanta County police department. Now we didn't, do the hundreds of thousands of dollars like some uh, entities are doing, but this is pretty rural area. We still were able to raise $10,100 to split between the two. And that helped them with their budget. Believe it or not, that $5,500 went for computers, uh, ammo, you, whatever the, the chief or the sheriff knew they needed within their budgets. It just helped them out and they were immensely appreciated. I had a real nice newspaper article written up about the Atlanta Patriots uh, militia. And uh, I think that can be repeated time and time again. Okay, so if someone wants to start a militia, they start with a handful of people that, in, that they know are good um, constitution loving people who have a good uh, motivation to do it. They're, they're motivated out of love for their community to get together. Exactly. Have exactly. a meeting, invite the sheriff. Yes. Um, and, and then from there, I guess they have to figure it out. Like they're gonna have to have another meeting, start maybe a, like have some type of a, a leader. Right. invite some more people like tell all those people to invite more people and then figure out what kind of training they have already and, and have someone there's with- a lot there's a lot of information on the internet good information on how to build a community loving militia okay the only thing people got to do is do their homework and they'll find plenty of information up there on how to set the ranking structure out, 
all the other things, uh, how to do the trainings, what you should be training in. And yes, there is going to be firearms training. There's also going to be maneuvers just like military. That's for discipline. And well, you never can tell. Now, let's just look at that southern border, folks. <laughs> now, I don't know about y'all, but that cartel down there now is not the cartel that was down there five years ago. Five years ago, that cartel was just a bunch of rampant gang members that hardly knew how to use a weapon correctly. Now, they look like a professional military force. It's amazing what all that money from China and all that fentanyl and human trafficking and human slave trafficking uh, will bring you. Now, I don't know if y'all has been keeping up with that border. That cartel's down there. From what I understand, they're making a hundred a million a week. Can you imagine how well equipped they are now, especially with people like China selling them their weapons? One day soon, Texans, don't be surprised if that cartel decides it wants to take Texas back. And then we're going to go back and look that we have squandered our Second Amendment away. I don't think that they will. Uh, I, I personally don't think that they're going to mess with the states and try to take Texas because. Oh, I don't know. Did you see what happened last week? What are you talking about? Down in Laredo. No. Uh, just on the other side of Laredo, which is in Mexico. They had one hell of a firefight down there. They had semi-trucks burning in the roads. It looked like Ukraine. How much longer is that going to be before it creeps over the border? And it has started creeping over the border. But then I'm they getting... have a war with the United States, not just Texas. They, you know, they don't are... care. They don't care. They got backing from China. Well, I, so I don't know whether, I mean, I know our border is not secure. I definitely am aware of that. And, yeah. uh, and I'm, I am aware that the cartels have some, some just, that there's horrible things going on. So like you're saying, all the more reason to have as many people joining and starting militias as possible in Texas. But this is, you know, this is for anyone in the entire country. So if you're in Colorado or you're in Ohio. Right. What, it, what, what you would be doing is building a deterrent to where they wouldn't want to come over that border. Because you want the cartel to know not only are you going to deal with our military and National Guard, but you're going to deal with our citizens. I think you've got a meme that somebody produced out there that's got me in it that shows the military. Yet the first you fear is our military. The second thing you're going to fear is our citizenry. That's what you want the cartel to understand. So something we need to do is talk about how people shouldn't be afraid to start or join militias. You've been involved in this for 30 years. You, they don't, they don't come after you. You've been censored, nope. but so has, so has anybody. I mean, I, I'm well, yeah, a lot of people do. what a lot of people are getting censored. Oh yeah. I've, I'm censored. I have to, I don't know if YouTube will even really, I mean, there's no reason why we shouldn't be able to talk about militias on YouTube, but I've had to censor myself on YouTube. I've gotten a slap on the wrist <clears throat> for just talking about it, for exercising free speech. It's, it's really a mess. Or, or what's going on? Well, is you, you, 
YouTube, YouTube will let you talk about militia, but they're going to demonetize you. In other words, they're not going to let you make any money off of it. And that's as long as you keep it within perimeters. Well, and they also um, won't let anybody it, find it. It'll be buried. No one will find the video. Right. Yeah. Right. So, but people shouldn't be afraid. In fact, there's safety in numbers. And if half of us or 60% of us joined militias, and so, and women can do this, people who don't want to handle guns, if you yep. just want to join the militia, there are, there's a need for people to, uh, you were talking about logistics for people to, you know, feed yeah, the people when y'all right. are, you know, if y'all have a, a mission, you go on, there's going to be somebody who has to make phone calls and, um, like you said, logistics, there's, there's lots of places right. for lots of people. So exactly. It's a system. Uh, we try to tell them, and then some women, Hey, they want to, they want to run the field. And if they can physically run the field, they should be able to. And a lot of women are physically apt to run the field with the men, just as good as the men. So if that's what they want to do, I encourage them to do it. And how young could someone be to join a militia? Well, it depends on state constitution. I think our state constitution says 18. So I would say 18 to be safe. Some uh, state constitutions say 17. And Texas is unique. We do have a militia clause for the citizenry in our state constitution. If you just look it up, you'll see it. Here again, I'm not gonna give people the avenues to uh, make it easy for them. I wanna know if they're gonna do like I did. Uh, in 1993, I've seen things weren't right. It seemed like our second amendment was getting spun on its head. And this is before I even realized what the first part of that meant. And then I got to studying it. Me and my wife both got to studying it. It was like, holy cow, it opened up a whole new world for us. It's like, this is the mechanism to keep a lot of things in check. And you haven't got to be nasty about it. It's like I tell people, let's say you're 60% of people got involved with militias. These politicians wouldn't be pulling the things they're pulling right now. I'm telling you that right now. They would know that, wait a minute, they were looking at something that had teeth, even though it doesn't bite, it has teeth. So there, if you mess with it, if you grab it, you try to uh, molest it in any way, it's going to bite you. That's what the natural fear our founders wanted our politicians to have, a natural fear of the people themselves that, hey, if you tyrannize these people, we're going to give them a mechanism to fight back. That's what it's all about. Well, so if it sounds like it's probably pretty time consuming to be in a militia and people are, you know, short on time, you know, of course you, you get, oh, yeah. um, how often do you guys get together and train? These guys here in Lano train every, every first Saturday, day of the month now they're they're going to expand that they're they're fixing to expand that i don't quite function with them as a group anymore i've done done my job with them and they'll tell you rick's better at doing what he does outside of being a member of us it's like i was a commander for the edwards county plateau rangers for three years 
when I was a commander, I couldn't really get out and teach people like I do now. So when I stopped being a commander, I decided, okay, I love what I'm doing. I like being the commander. Well, kind of in a way, the commander's job, it gets, it's not as glorious as what a lot of people think it's going to be. But I decided instead of being a member of a militia, it's best for me to be able to float from one place to the next so I can teach people about this concept to try to help bring it back. We have to do this pretty quick. I, I just feel like we're at a point in time in our in our country to where we're needed now more than ever. Okay, would you be willing to consult if if some some group of people wanted to get together and start a militia? <laughs> would you be willing to for a, a a fee come and and consult some a group of people on starting a militia? If they're close enough, I don't even got to have a fee. I didn't charge a fee to come and speak to the group you were at, nor did I charge a fee the second time, which was less than a week later. They asked me to come back to because the group from Dripping Springs wanted to hear from me. So I came back and that was out of my own pocket. I didn't charge for it. Now, of course, if that got to be something to where, <laughs> bear in mind, I have a business to run too. So, it needs to be worth it, your while. I know. I know that this yeah. is this is your your pet passion. It's my passion. It's my yeah, passion. Yeah. Yeah. So um, let's see. I had thought of something else that I think people would want to know. What do you want to talk about? Well, uh, just getting people motivated to look. If you if you believe in your rights, if you really believe in your rights. I would think you would want to use them to their utmost ability. I've watched us squander our second amendment away for a long time. And that's what we're doing. We're squandering. If you just, if the second amendment is just the right to keep bare arms to you, you've lost the most important part of it. But see, because I, I think that was done on purpose. Well, look what they're doing with gun control. Just look what they're doing with gun control. That's what you get when you take that first part away. That first part is protect that second part. And without it, they're going to take apart that second part. And when, the, when they do get gun control passed where at that point they can confiscate, which we all know that's what they're trying to do. That's not a secret. That's not a conspiracy. They're wanting to take our guns away from us. They don't want us to have guns. They want us to have the guns they want us to have. And those aren't going to be very useful. Trust me. It's like they, they think it's about, they keep bringing up, it's about hunting. No, it's not. It's about the right for you to defend your, your family, yourself, and your community. I'll bet you there's a lot of towns down there on that southern border to tell you right now they would love to have a militia there. I know Kenny County's got a militia flourishing in it. Um, I can't remember the guy's name, but boy, I'll tell you what, I like the guy's attitude. I want to go down there and I want to meet him here real soon and congratulate him on, on his ability to carry out what they've been doing down there in Kenny County with the sheriff's department and stuff to help the border patrol, the back border patrol and stuff up by not taking the law into their own hands. They treat the illegals like human beings. That's the way those illegals, most of those illegals coming over here, some of them I don't even think they know they're breaking the law. 
They're just looking to get to a better place, to have a better Amen. life. I Amen. Do that. But we do it too. They got to do it legally. We got to insist they do it legally. Because what will happen is the Democrats or whoever's in power one day are going to use those people to mess our elections up. You're going to have non-citizens voting in elections. Now, I don't know about you all, but I don't like the thought of that. I know a lot of immigrants that came here from other countries that went through the process of becoming a citizen, and they are some of the best citizens we have. Mm -hmm. They're some of the best American citizens we got. They love this country better than most people that were born here. I know some, too. And those illegal immigrants are putting all those people at the back of the bus. I'm not liking that. I'm like, that's not fair. Then you got to ask, why in the world would a president of the United States leave our borders wide open like this? This is insane. It's nuts. Yeah, we need militias back in order pretty quick. Now, I'm hoping people will get it past this point of, well, if I do this, the government ain't going to like me. Or if I do this, a certain class of people ain't going to like you. Well, I don't care. Don't like me. I'm still a fun-loving, easygoing person. I don't want to hurt anybody. But if somebody comes to take and hurt my, me or my family or my community, I'm not going to run. I'm going to be there to help defend the community and my family and myself. And I would hope everybody out there has them sediments. Yeah, I, I can feel the love, you know, that you you recognize. I, I feel that same way. Like if I were in another country suffering, I would want to be getting here as fast as I could too. That's just human. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. You want to provide better for your family. And we do have avenues to go through that are legal. And there's a reason that we have laws and why we have to have the rule of law. And so why we're allowing people to break certain laws, but not break other laws, it makes no sense. And we're a welfare state. You can't have a welfare state and open borders. It just doesn't work. So, um, I, I feel people's frustration and I feel their anger. I'm human too. But when it comes down to our second amendment, we have to preserve it with love. That's the only thing that's going to work. You know, I've had some militia people come at me and saying, Rick, that word love, that seems pretty weak to me. And I'm like, oh, yeah, come and hurt me or my wife or something I love and watch what happens to you. I'm going to turn into a mean joker pretty quick. I don't want to, but I will if I have to. And that's I believe everybody should be like that. It's like. Well, so I believe love is the stronger of everything out there. The more love you put into something, the better off it's going to be. Well, like so the two wolves. You ever heard of the two wolves? What? The two wolves story, the Native American story about the two wolves. Maybe. Yeah. Tell it. One, one, one wolf was full of love. The other one's full of hate. Which, which one, one wins? Which, or yeah, which one? The one or which you one? feed the most. The one you feed, that's right. Yeah, the one you feed the most. That's the one that will grow. So I think that 
people who still love America because it's being indoctrinated out of our of, of people in schools in these institutions. They're being taught to not like America and and that and you don't have to like our government, but what you should do is read our constitution and recognize that it is the most it it is the most high vibration document on the planet. It gives the people, we the people, the power. And there's nothing else that, that it's uh, such a beautiful concept. And for people to trash America, yeah, we've been run by people who've been creating wars with our tax dollars for decades. We the people didn't choose that. And more and more people are waking up to that. And I'm hoping, so anyone who still loves this country and loves our founding documents and has love in their heart for Americans and for this concept of what any, I mean, the entire world should be wanting to get, a lot of the world would get here if they could tomorrow and become an American citizen. That what we love, those of us that still have that in our heart should join militias and and rally around that and and because it's it preserves have been indoctrinated out of us and one of them is the militia itself i think that that must have been done on purpose this militia as a bad word you know that was put into our minds somewhere somehow so well i sent you a memory that has a neat quote by, by patrick henry which i believe i can quote it tonight i don't believe i'm gonna yeah do it it says, if you have given up your militias, you have lost everything. That your life will be precarious because you depend on others whose interests are not affect, affected by your infelicities. Patrick Henry said that. And he was correct. You give up your militias, you'll lose everything. You'll lose everything. Your life will become precarious. We are seeing that happen right now. Our lives are becoming precarious because, well, those in power have no interest in our infelicities like high gas prices, high grocery prices. They have no interest in that. The only thing they can think of is a Green New Deal um, and covering up any well, scandals that they get involved with. So that's where we're at in America, unfortunately. Well, um, is there anything else that you would suggest that people, for us, just that anything you'd leave us with that we haven't discussed? Yeah, I sure would. This is what I'd like to tell Americans. Never be ashamed of who you are. You should be very proud that you're part of the greatest experiment that's ever known on the planet Earth. And even though there's a lot of people in the global society and within the country itself that would nothing, love nothing more to see that go away, well, I don't think we can afford to if we really love our children and if we love, well, our lives. So that's what I would hope people would do. Don't be afraid no more. Our founders weren't afraid. They made the king chase us through the woods during the winter to the point we didn't even have shoes on our feet. We were leaving bloody trails in the snow because we didn't have shoes on our feet. But we stood strong and we fought the biggest, baddest nation in the world and won. And I believe that spirit still resides within America. 
And I'd sure like to see it come forward and shine like a beacon of hope for the rest of the world. That is beautifully said. And I agree. I feel like we are tough stock. The people who've come here and continue to come uh, have experienced hardships that we yeah, grew yeah, from. We're tough people. Our, our ancestors were tough. And we, life has been so good for us because of this country that they set up that we've gotten soft to the point where we don't even recognize what we've got. And so I think the fearless among us are the ones who are already doing something. And if, if like you said, if there's any way to get people to let go of fear, first of all, that's the only way to live. Who wants to, I can't, yeah. I mean, it's really living. I live in nowhere. Right. The fears I have are like worrying about my kids, making sure they're okay. Worrying about my grandkids, making sure they're okay. Just simple things. I had a talk with a friend this morning about fear. You got a lot of people that have unfounded fears. I'm not that. I'm not that guy. I've got founded fears. I have fears, but they're founded. They're not unfounded. In other words, I'm not going to be afraid of things I don't know about. If, I, if it causes me to fear or have any kind of fear toward it, I'm the opposite. I'm attracted to it. I'm going to go study it. So I ain't got to be afraid of it no more. That's right. Walk into your fears. They evaporate. I'd say 99.9% .9 of the time, anytime we have a fear affecting us, it's an illusion. It's something that may or may not happen. And there's no reason to fear it. If that right. snake is really, if the rattlesnake is really right by your foot, Fear then activates your um, parasympathetic system that allows you to move quicker and gives you your adrenaline rush. And fear can be your friend in, in a situation where you're where you should be afraid. But if you're just oh, afraid, yeah. you might lose your job, or afraid you you know your your wife might leave you, or afraid you know it's like, what are you doing? You're living in fear and allowing that to control you when you could be. Fearless. And when you feel fearless, you feel this courage and this charge and create your life. And it's, yeah, I, I, I wish more yeah, people were like don't, you. Don't have unfounded fear. Have a founded fear. If you're going to fear something, make sure it's founded. It's founded on something you should be afraid of. And trust me, there's things out there we should be afraid of. And if we're going to say we're not, we're not being very smart about things. That could cost you your life. So in preservation of life, live with founded fears. Just don't, just refuse to live with unfounded fears. That's like the militia is an unfounded fear. It's an unfounded fear. And I hope people will find out about it. Go study it. Go find out what it was really intended to be. People will be shocked to find out we've had militias amongst us since the 1600s when we first started coming to this country before we even founded it as a nation. And in 1700s, if it wasn't for our militias within communities, we wouldn't have an army right now and we wouldn't have police officers to help us out with our um, security on the streets. That's the way it goes. And never forget people, you can't put your security in somebody else's hands. The best place for your security to lie is right here in your hands. 
I am going to be curious to know if this, if anyone who listens to this, if this makes you take action. And if it does, I'd love for you to contact me on Telegram. That's a good place to find me. Um, I don't, uh, I, I, I don't really use Facebook. It makes me feel nauseous. I'm on there, uh, but I probably won't see any comments or anything that's made on Facebook. Um, I do check my Instagram. So Freedom Junkie Radio. Uh, but Telegram, I go on regularly and uh, because it is free speech, people can say what they want to. So I'm curious to know uh, what the response is going to be to this. I would love to know that that you have reached someone somewhere and that because I know you do. And um, because I would love I, I know that there's malicious starting here around me. And that's partially because of you, Rick. You've been reaching out to people and educating people about this topic. So. I thank you and uh, I appreciate you coming on the show. Oh, my pleasure. So did we cover everything? Is there anything else? No, I think, I think we pretty well covered anything. And if you get enough uh, questions out of people and, and we, we keep in contact. So you got my number and stuff. Feel free to share my number with folks that you feel like, hey, this person's really interested. They would like to talk to Rick. If they reach out to you and say, hey, how do we get a hold of Rick? Oh, I, thought of, I just thought of a question that I have, and it's that the okay. infiltration question. I know that as militias, just as any group of good citizens that are getting together for, for reasons like knowing your rights or something like that, that it's easy to get infiltrated. What do you have to say about that? Well, this is what I got to say about that. There's two types of infiltration. Sometimes the infiltration won't be from the federal government. It'll be somebody that just don't like you. They want to come in. They're wanting to destroy what you're building. And they're going to come in and they're going to try to, you know, get things off on the wrong track. You're going to have to be real smart to keep your eye out for those people and say, no, you're not welcome here no more. Um, if federal government comes in, do like I did. I had the BATF come in on a big FTX and, um, they spent the whole weekend at my house with, with us. And, and not only we had two deputies down there training with us that particular weekend, but we, um, the only thing the guy could say, the BATF agent can say when he left out of there is, wow, I met a lot of cool patriots and we had a really good time with safely uh, practicing maneuvers with guns. Okay, so you knew you knew he was uh, a federal agent or he was yeah. infiltrating as a civilian? No, my sheriff let me know things. I mean, one of the deputies told me who he was. <laughs> okay, but then the infiltrator that tries to come drag you through the mud and take you down the wrong road, that guy who comes in and starts instigating things and is a troublemaker, you recognize that right away. Yeah, cut him off. Okay. You cut them off. We always get, we always say you get to strike two claws. You can start something and it might be okay. You're, you got a bad case of drama. You don't like so-and-so. So you're going to try to get so-and-so kicked out of the group. We get that. That happens sometimes. That's not allowed within our ranks, within our groups. We, we don't even put up with that. So that's what I told the group that I talked to your group, know your rights. And uh, the other group from Dripping Springs is, adopt a strict rule there'll be none of that and anybody that does gets one warning one that's it and if they persist they're out of the group done you're not gonna you're not gonna have it 
And if you're doing things right, you know, don't fear them sending MBATF agents and stuff like that. Just make sure everything you're doing is legal. Right. It's real simple, you know. I know we don't like the laws. I don't like a lot of laws. But if I don't obey them, I'm going to go to jail. And that's going to disrupt my reputation from being able to speak to anybody. So make sure you just obey the law. It's that simple. If we don't like laws, we'll get together and we'll find a way to change them. Just like we got that concealed carry or uh, the concealed carry without a permit passed here in Texas. The open carry, yeah. Yeah, open carry or constitutional carry as they call it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right, Rick. Again, I can't thank you enough for taking time out to, uh, to help people learn about this important topic. Don't be afraid, Americans. Be that tiger. Get out there. Let's go. (laughs) Okay. Signing off uh, this time, Freedom Junkies. Thanks for being here. Ciao. Bye-bye.